welcome back to our review of Atlanta Goes to Europe and Crazy White Shenanigans. This is the Curry Gumbo Podcast with Nicole and Ashley. I have such a big crush on guess who? Lakeith. Him too. Oh, who? But these last two episodes have been like Al heavy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you are gorgeous. What's his name? Brian? And his Brian, name Tyree Henry. Okay. Morehouse. Then okay. Yale. Just okay. turned just turned 40. Oh, he oh, so you've been researching. Okay. I love he, him. I'll be following him. Send him a DM. On, girl, he and see what well, you know, he just did an episode of shadow and act because they have a podcast he was saying like i don't do social media because i'm 40 and i ain't got time he has an instagram he has not uploaded in like a couple years yeah and it's probably not even him who runs it anyway cancer attack episode five of atlanta how do you like that all these episodes are kind of like one day it gives me martin vibes where some of the episodes they wouldn't happen in one day but it would be one story like there's there's yeah. rarely a, a B storyline in a Martin episode. The focus is is able to be a little bit more intense. So it becomes like a meditation on one character, one set of circumstances, one one event. And so so I just I like it. How about you? This one, I just I felt episode five was a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. Because they just kept talking about this phone. I'm like, okay, he lost his phone. This is my least favorite episode so far. Really? I, Maybe it'll make sense later. I this was my favorite episode visually. Really? I thought it was, I thought it was the most beautiful episode. The venue that they were in, it looked so old. It looked oh yeah, moldy. It looked, and so I was thinking, like, how is the environment working on Al? We start off. It's really dark. We have this high shot of the folks loading in music equipment. There's always like the backdrop of racism that they're working against. Earn has to show his credentials to this man over and over again, even though it's like, you know that I am Al's manager. I'm we about the only black people up in here. Why do I have to keep showing you these credentials? I've spoken to you plenty of times. You're going to have to see me over and over and over and over again. Lakeith comes in with a blueprint of the, of the The building, the building. And there's a, he, he wants to go like treasure ghost hunting. Can we pause there and talk about Darius and the purpose that he serves in the entourage and, and why? Al does take advice from Darius with the whole back to the phone thing advice we don't that do iCloud <laughs> we don't huh? do iCloud come on now you know better than that now. and you know that's all <laughs> Darius so I think Al gets a little bit of his his wisdom do you think it's like brotherly um Paperboy isn't really an affectionate character with his friends he reminds me of an only child like he has and he is an only start- child right I believe he is an only child. Okay, so he's playing that very well. You have people, like, people are around you, but you're kind of, like, in your own space. And you're not really 
bonding, like even with Pam and Ern being cousins. Yeah. If they don't say they're cousins, I would not know they were cousins. But you know, every cousin has their own special relationship. Some cousins are best friends. Some cousins you can don't talk to each other. So, I mean, that's another thing. But Paperboy just seems like he don't need nobody, but he doesn't mind them being there. But I think he respects them. I do think he respects their importance. When when we do get into episode six, he he does he does respect what they have to say in, in their input in their opinion. I would like to see them back in Atlanta because mm-hmm. I would like to see how they move in Atlanta. If Al is this big, huge superstar, then to a certain extent, I understand why a lot of rappers have an entourage because that's like a, a layer of security for them. Yeah. You're not about to go up to somebody who has like five people with them. You know, I mean, you can, but you, more than likely you're not. Al walking around with two dudes. That's and smaller than him. Like, I can take both of them. So smaller than him. <laughs> Al's the one that got to fight. I know. So I am wondering like how they navigate the U.S. as it relates to protection. Because I can see wanting to keep your entourage small. Um, and keeping like your day one folks because these are his day one people Mm -hmm. but he you know Darius all throughout the episode we get like his desire to search this venue is like peppered all throughout the episode and he's it feels it feels like a bit childish and I'm not saying that in a judgmental way but it feels very like please he likes an adventure yeah, like, like please him and him and um Van. Yeah, oh, like we, we're doing this adventure. Oh, I think for it? him, he's the one of in the group that's gonna bring, I guess, the fun. Like, cause Ern is very serious business, stressed out. We gotta get this, this done. And here's to the point where he's just like, I have everything in order. This is what it is. Paperboy is focused on being paperboy. And Darius is like, we are in Europe. Let's, Let's make the best good, yeah. out of this. Like we are in Europe. Who knows the next time we're going to be in all of these countries again. Luckily, it can be every so often, but let's just enjoy this moment and take advantage of this blessing. Like I get it, we have to work, but let's not forget that. Well, he don't have to work. That's the thing. Well, yeah, he doesn't, but I, I'm saying I get that we're we're on a work trip. We're not yeah. on vacation. But let's get make the most out of this work trip. So Ern is 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 paying for everything that Darius is doing, or maybe Darius has money. I don't know, but where where is Darius getting his money for his clothes, for his hotel stays? I know he's not sharing a room with Al. I think it's part of the part of their budget. When you when they go to these venues, I need three rooms. Why is he a line item on the budget? Like, what purpose does he? It's the question that I'm, you know. I'm not saying that I wouldn't do it for my friend. Like, if I wanted my friend there, then they're going to be there and it doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to pay for it. What's Waka Flocka's mom's name? Deb? Deb Atney. She said in an interview one time about Nicki Minaj that she didn't know at first Nicki and Safari were dating. This was, like, years ago. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Nicki always 
want asked for two hotel rooms. And she thought it was, they were, her and Sapphire in separate rooms, which later found out the second room was just for clothes. So you can add, so you can make whatever you want. Me and my man, this room is for me and my man. This other hotel room is for my clothes. <laughs> so they can have a room for Darius. I did feel a moment of affection when Al was about to go on stage and he was sitting down and, and Ern was standing up and saying like, your ginger beer is on the way. You need some water. You say you felt stank on the way here. That means dehydrated. dehydrated. Yeah. You need to drink something. And Al looks a little annoyed. And I'm and he's asking Ern, like, how are you? And yeah. Ern gives him a very like stock answer, like, good, you know. But I think Al in that moment really wants to know, like how is this success having an impact on you? All of your business can't be about me. What are you doing for yourself to fulfill yourself? And I don't know if, if Earn has been doing that at all. And I think that that's a problem because Earn has a daughter. We have not heard about Earn's daughter unless it relates to Van. What does Earn want out of life other than being a, a, a rapper's manager? Because as we learned in this episode, we don't even know if Al is really like sold out to being a rapper. So like, what does, what does Earn want? Do we, do we know? To not be broke. Hello. And is that might be all the motivation the kid needs. I thought that when Al posed that question to Earn, it was, regarding van because they know van was there and now she's not van ain't returning nine text message nine one but anyway they go on uh they go on stage darius offers this prayer to the rap gods uh, and then there's this character who's on stage, like, Paperboy is here, woo! You know? Mm-hmm. And Ernie's like, get your ass up there. God damn And he disappears. Um, Al goes and performs. I would love to see, like, a finished Paperboy song. Yeah! We'll it's see. have a Paperboy like, mixtape. Yeah, that would be. They probably won't, but that would be cool to have like a Paperboy mixtape. Cause what does this music sound like? I mean, we get clips of it, but we don't get like a full song. Yeah, you know. Um, they get back. Al can't find his phone. Oh, we skipped the part where he doesn't meet and greet with the someone with the young child who has the cancer. cancer. Yeah. Um, like they call him the cancer kid. So yeah, they can't find the phone. And Al is like really unsettled. He needs this phone. And I know people like that, but you can tell that something is on the phone that he really needs. So. I mean, just in general, everyone, all of our lives are on our phone, all of our pictures, all of our phone numbers. Yeah. But if you back that stuff up, which I feel like most people don't, even if they're not listening to Conspiracy Jones, like Like, Alice. Like Darius said, we don't do the clouds. We don't don't do the clouds. Al was like, listen, Darius said, we don't do the clouds. So 
No. So Ern goes to question the cancer kid. It is the most awkward. Inter- like it is so, it's so awkward. Well, first of all, he's being rushed because he's having an attack, a, a cancer attack. They say, like, like what is a cancer happening? attack? A cancer okay. attack. He's on the stretcher being rushed and Ern is trying to like get to this kid to see if he stole Paperboy's phone. And of course, he don't want to. One, he don't want to accuse a kid, and a kid with cancer and having an and a cancer attack. It's like, okay, how do I, how do I do this? I mean, even before he pats him down, the kid is like, "Whatever Paperboy needs, I am here to serve." It's like this kid is completely indebted to Al. He is not, he has not stolen his phone. Socks, this white guy who's still around, again. I can understand. Well, remember, so around. the last episode four, when they rushed out of the mansion party, Socks was in the car. He was driving. I don't know if this is forced or if they yeah, just like. And they have a bus. Socks isn't driving the bus. Like what the, I don't understand why they won't let him leave. leave. Like, is he their guide? Like, is he just, has he just turned into their guide? It would have been nice to show the transition from him being a stranger to being like adjacent to the entourage because or is this just like white male privilege or they just met him at the party and was like hey tomorrow we in Budapest let's roll okay see this is this is like Teddy Perkins yeah you're not sensing the danger I would have been since the danger because we're women I these I think these men are looking at first of all there's three of them so if they're thinking if there's if this one white guy is going to try anything we're going to have each other's back socks is the one who accuses Wiley of stealing the phone and Wiley is is it the vendor manager yeah like he manages the the manager of the venue and and it's his nephew, nephew. nephew well we find out it's his nephew through marriage yeah not even his nephew yeah. And he don't even know how old he is. Don't even know. He keep calling him 19. Um, you know, he could pass for a 19, sure. He said he was 32. He said he was 32. He could pass for a 32. And then you know? I was like, if he's if he's lying or telling the truth, this is still a problem. It doesn't matter. Right. If he's- That's not weird to you. So they call him on the phone. They're just trying to get him down there. Socks is the one who grabs the phone and is like, like verbally assaulting him him, threatens him saying he's gonna die again white privilege like you can say things like that and people not take you seriously and when he said he is the white Liam Neeson I didn't know the black one but I listen listen it is the way he I don't know I feel like there's a deeper conversation about him like re-racing He's from Northern Ireland. Okay, so he's Irish. So he's okay. closer to where you from than where they from, you know. But for you to for you to say that you are the white Liam Neeson, like re-racing Liam Neeson in order to identify yourself feels very white man to me. Like he gets to decide. <laughs> or maybe because you know white folks really wasn't fucking with the irish folks either so because they they didn't really get to be white that's when i knew socks had the phone when did you know socks had the phone yeah i didn't 
I knew Socks had that phone. He showed it. I I did not know. Because he was being, he was doing too much. He was doing too much. And he didn't have to. I th- I knew that boy didn't have it. I knew he the, did not have it. The Why nephew. I knew he didn't have it. But he was acting weird because even in the point when he was reciting those lyrics and Paperboy was like, that stuff I wrote, like Rose is a girl from middle school that I had wrote something about that I never released to anybody. So why does this boy know the stuff about me? But Rose is not like a a name like... I mean, it's not like anyone can be Rose, but still it's like... It's a bit of a coincidence. It was too many connect I just but how my thing is how did he know Paperboy's number yeah I still have not figured that out and I'm thinking is maybe it's just something that I missed in the show but I wasn't was really scary. the weird stuff that he was saying he hangs out with Darius like you're used to weird Darius is way weirder than this Wiley dude either you have the phone or you don't he said he didn't have it yeah, he but said then, that initially. But now the way he, he was said it, well, yeah, yeah, the way. But I think he also just wanted to be around Al. There were moments in that interrogation scene where everyone was like kind of captured off center. Ern was always like leaning towards the corner of the camera. Wiley was always like in the center, and so was Al. And so I felt like this episode is about these two people. They're both centered because they're both the same and they're both dealing with the same thing that the two have and they grow closer and closer and closer as the episode grows. As the episode goes along, I should say. Who, Paperboy and... Paperboy and and Wiley. Like Like, they both got their heart broken by a girl named Rosie. They're both experiencing some loneliness. They're both at this point in their life where they don't really know what's going on i would be interested to see like how old al is supposed to be in the show Mm. because they're now they're closer in age you know 32 yeah 32 right i mean i i I know al ain't 40 i was annoyed with wiley why were you annoyed he was talking too much they was asking him questions yeah but he all these story times would have annoyed me yeah, when and he's I like, felt like he was trying to play on their emotions, and I don't like that. That's very manipulative. He was, but they were also, but they were doing the same thing to him. You know, they I tried to figure out if he had his phone, but he told y'all he didn't. So, like, what, like, what, what y'all want me to do? Like, if y'all gonna play with me, I'm gonna play with y'all because I'm just here to meet this man. But I do understand what you are saying and what his like mental rhetorical acrobatics like they're getting to earn well that guy on the phone says y'all was gonna kill me and yeah earn is saying no one's gonna die he's like well we all have to die sometimes exactly like what are you like what what and earn is like his face goes like huh like what what you talking about i thought he was going to he was going to commit suicide in front of him that's what i thought oh lord that's my thing he said we all have to die sometime I'm like so you're gonna kill yourself now when he asks for the cigarette smokes get, gets a puff decides it's disgusting he's like why do people smoke these <laughs> and Al is like I'm about to beat your ass he's aware of 
the interrogation scene that is seen a lot of time in film and he's just well, he playing said, a part he, he find out he's been to he's been to juvenile jail or whatever when he was 19 mm-hmm. but then he keeps too. saying like am, am i being detained am i free to go and Aaron is like <laughs> i want my phone call we can't detain like we can't detain you what do you mean you can't detain him and yet he's being detained you That's can't him, detain though. he can you get up and you- walk Girl, you think that boy could have got up and walked away? You don't think Darius, Earn, and Al would have tried to stop him? Socks would have obliterated him. Like he, he is maybe Socks, but I don't think I don't know if Darius and Earn would have. I don't think they would have harmed him. I don't think they would have harmed him. I just don't think they would have let him leave. He is acting weird, but he's also like playing the part that y'all are pushing him into playing. Y'all trying to do this good cop, bad cop thing. And then y'all get upset when he acts like a suspect. But he's just playing the role that everyone is pushing him into. And I think he he played too much. So he sings a song. He has a beautiful voice. It's funny, like, because both of them are like making these grand confessions about their lives. That's why I feel like the episode is is really about them. you know, Al is kind of being very vulnerable with this, with this young man in a way that he hasn't been with Ern or Darius, or at least we haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And Al is saying like, I was sitting on the docks today because I, for the longest time, I have not been able to write, not been able to write in seven months. You know, rapping is what I do. It is something I fell into. It's not something that I, you know, it's not this big passion of mine, but it's, it's all I do now that made me so sad it reminded me of do you remember the movie any given sunday with jamie fox um yes and no well there was a there was a character on there you know how i mean football players they have to deal with those injuries and sometimes they're mm-hmm. the doctors will advise like you don't need to play no more because you've been getting yeah. hit way too much and so there was this one character and they were saying like look he's gonna sit down somewhere this is not you need to stop immediately and he was saying like just I guess he was saying like just let me get to like this this specific game maybe the number of games he he got to he would be able to retire with more money Mm -hmm. and he was saying coach this is what I do it's all I know how to do please don't let me you know and I just that part like really broke my heart I was like dang you know that's all you feel like that's all you know how to do. I was having this conversation with a guy about men who are our age. Once they get settled, a lot of times like men like that won't move across the country on like taking risks. They gonna buy a house, a man is gonna buy a house, work, retire. He meets somebody that woman and this is like heteronormative stuff that woman got to come here you have to find a job here that is true when they feel stable they don't want to lose that for nothing and i wonder if that's what paperboy is dealing with i can't i i have to do this now because this is what is financing my life and the lives of the people i care about or they don't know how to how to um pivot they don't, they don't know how to pivot, but I also feel like they have not been allowed to pivot. I get what you're saying. I'm just trying to figure out what it is. Cause I've always 
I've always felt like men don't know how, like I said, how to pivot. I remember years ago, some guy I was working with was like, when I was in grad school, he was like, oh, I always wanted to finish college. But once I start working, it was hard to go back. And I never understood that logic because- and I mean, when you start making money, you, you ain't trying to go be broke no more. Yes. But you know how many women- Mama, mother especially in grad school mm-hmm. like there was so many working moms True. even moms I remember this one woman she just had a baby two seconds one class at a time she was like I just had my baby I'm just gonna take one class at a time until I get this together okay. this other woman was talking about how she had her baby she had her laptop in the hospital oh doing the paper no but I'm saying like women they gonna they gonna get it done I wonder if some of them feel like I don't want to be a beginner. If Al just said, I really wanted to be an accountant, I'm gonna go try that out. I think that would, yeah, I think that that would be a difficult thing for him to do, especially if you are expected to provide, even though like Al don't have a wife. Yeah. Al don't have no kids, you know. I'm sure he takes care of his family, but then it's, I don't know. Who we never see. Like, we never see his family. It's so interesting, the people, the shows that, like, feature the parents prominently. Like, that was a thing in Insecure. You never saw anybody's parents. We saw Um, Issa's mom. Like, season three. Both parents. We saw both Lawrence's parents. Later on, it wasn't, like, episode one bam parents you know I I think in living single Khadijah and Regine's mom were like you would see them every season you know every single season mom came later Max's mom we we never met Kyle's parents we never met them but we saw um we met Overton's parents yeah because of the wedding we met Kyle's brother yeah in a different world um well Patty LaBelle. Oh, we know. And Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll. Yeah. Even Freddie's mama. I don't know Freddie's mama. She was the white white lady, hippie lady. She was doing the meditation in the student center. And then. I don't remember this episode. That's my favorite episode. Oh, then we reviewing that next because I don't remember this. That's when Jada Pinkett and them was on. And Freddie's mama was in that student center doing her morning meditations. And they was just like, who is this white woman on this campus? And then they found out she was Freddie's mom. And then Freddie's mom was really about that, you know, let it all out, punch a pillow. And she was just like giving advice to all all the girls. Like, lady, why are you here? And then Martin, of course, we know his Oh, yeah, we mom. know Mama. We never saw his dad. There's no. Never any mention of his father. Uh, but we saw Gina's parents. Gina's parents, yeah. Um, Cole, and then all the other black shows. We heard Pearl's mama. Huh? We heard Cole's mama. We never saw her, but we heard Oh, her. we saw her. We saw her. Because um, Martin took the car, was taking them to bingo or something oh okay or yeah or something like that and she came and got him when cole moved in with gina and with oh uh, yeah they don't find that phone they get on that bus socks is like hey al i'm sorry i was tripping earlier please forgive me al is like it's cool then he take that phone out his pocket and throws it away i thought maybe where you're gonna sell it 
were you going to use it to steal information? He just throws it away. So it's like, what, like, is he, is he solely just an agent of chaos? Like what, what was the purpose of that socks? Because every episode, there's a white person we cannot trust. Even when you think they cool, they not. I never knew. I never felt like he was cool. I always knew something was wrong with this motherfucker. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more Atlanta episode reviews. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Curry Gumbo. Bye.